Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Is there anybody that's still grateful to God for keeping you and covering you? Hallelujah, you're in your right mind, even though everything else is going crazy around you. Is anybody else grateful? Hallelujah. He's a worthy God. And so we give him praise. I am grateful for the things that you have done. Yes, I'm grateful for the victories we've won. And I could go on and on and on about your worth. Because I'm grateful, grateful, so grateful just to praise you, Lord. Flowing from my heart are the issues of my heart. It's gratefulness. Now, can you give your hands, clap your hands, and give God a praise? Your 
you have a praise today, you're grateful, and you're a living testimony. Come on, let's say this together. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands to him, would you? Tell him how grateful you are. Tell him how grateful you are. 
Just tell him how you feel about it. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's all right to tell him thank you. Glory. to us. God has been good to us. So much better than we deserve. Thank you, Jesus. Those who have been walking with us a year and a half we have been talking about we have been focused on what it means to be the church what it means to be the people of God the children of the most high and about a year ago we started in the book of Acts and we've kind of pressed pause as it were on our study of the book of Acts and we'll come back to it in a few weeks but today I want to look at 1 John chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 it will be on your screen here shortly 1 John chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 we'll read from the NIV version if you are able would you stand as we honor the reading of God's holy word you don't have it on the screen that's alright those who have Um, Bibles you can turn to it or if you have your phone you can turn or you can just listen but I'd rather you see it for yourself 1 John chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 here's what it says see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God that is what we are the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him dear friends now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known but we know that when Christ appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Let me read it from the King James Version. Here's what it says. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verses 1 and 2 of 1 John chapter 3. You may be seated. I've got to get reused to preaching with people in the sanctuary. (laughs) Right, other than the people on the cameras. 
My wife sent me a video yesterday. She sent it out of the last Christmas that we spent with my father. Yesterday would have been his 90th birthday. And so it was a little heavy, but Lady Chanel thought it would lift our spirits, maybe even make us smile, because there was just so much going on in the video. I mean, there was a lot. One of my sisters was trying to give my parents their Christmas gift from all of us, while Chris was incessantly talking the entire video about absolutely nothing. There were new wigs that we had never noticed before. My brother Kerfinal was in the background talking in his famous Mickey Mouse voice. Even Cornelius was walking back and forth in the background. There were some other voices I didn't recognize. And the one person in my family who doesn't sing, my sister Natalie, was singing some random song in falsetto. I mean, there was just a lot going on all at one time. As a matter of fact, there was so much going on that I almost forgot the point of the video, our last Christmas with Dad. There was so much going on around him that it made it difficult to focus on him. And frankly, it reminded me of our lesson today. Because in this world... There is so much going on that sometimes it's hard to focus on the Father. So much going on. The trial that isn't supposed to be George Floyd's, he's not on trial, but he is. The coronavirus pandemic, the Dante Wright shooting, Prince Philip's death, should we vaccinate or should we not? So many voices. So many issues. So much going on around us. But in the midst of all the background noise, in the midst of the chaos, John speaks to us out of his epistle. First verse, first word, behold. That word means stop and look. Pay attention to this. Focus here. And that's what I want to preach today. I won't be long as we've already taken time well spent to recognize our workers in education. But if you'll give me just a few minutes, I want to preach from the subject. Focus on the Father. Focus on the Father. Saints of God, in times like these, we need to heed John's words. In these first two verses, let me just point out two things that we as the church of the living God, we uh, as his people should focus on, even in and especially with everything that's going on around us. First of all, we need to focus on the Father's love focus on the father's love I'm in the text behold what manner of love look at what manner of love NIV says see what great love the message bible says what marvelous love the father has extended to us so what kind of love is it 
What kind of love is it that John is telling us to look at? Well, we are told here that this love is, first of all, relational. John here refers to God as the Father. Now, I do recognize that in times like this, in the times in which we live, many of us have a messed up view of what a father's love is. You got messed up because your earthly father's love was conditional or perhaps missing altogether. But I've come to remind us quickly that as children of the Most High God, we have a Father who loves us and His love, listen to me, His love is consistent, His love is constant, His love is unchanging, His love is unfailing. Hear me, please. His love is not based on what we do. It is not with us when we're holy and then taken from us when we sin. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8 that God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I am so sorry that somehow we got stuck with a concept, a false concept, an unbiblical concept and thoroughly unscriptural concept that God's love is fickle when the Lord said in Jeremiah 31 I have loved you with an everlasting love and a love that's not going anywhere period that's why Paul wrote over in Romans chapter 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is a love that we cannot do anything to mess up. I know, I know we thought we, I thought, I know we, we thought we were loved today and not loved tomorrow because we were, we used to pray and we used to read scripture every day and we used to come to church every time the doors opened and we were in the choir and we were on the usher board and then something happened and I stopped doing all that and now I think my love, that his love for me has changed. I came to tell you that there is nothing that will change the father's love for you. Not you running, not you being disobedient, not you sinning. There is nothing that will change the father's love for you, period. It is agape love. We, <laughs> we have a father who loves us, get this please, who loves us without condition. We have a father who loves us without limits. We have a father who loves us lavishly. That's the manner of love that the Father has bestowed on us. I really like the way the NIV puts it, that he has lavished on us. Not only is his love relational, but his love is bountiful, it's plentiful, it's excessive, it's abundant. He heaps this love on us. He pours it on us. 
He's not stingy with it. The Father, as a matter of fact, has given us enough to share. It's a whole different sermon, but that's why the Bible says that we ought to love others the same way he loves us because he gives us so much of it that we've got extra. <laughs> this love is more than a feeling. It is not just an affection. It is not just a sensation. It was the Lord's decision. He decided to love us. God chooses to love us without condition. God chooses to love us without limits. God chooses to love us without boundaries. Even when we are unlovable. And I do have a sneaking suspicion that I am not the only one in this sanctuary right now. I'm not the only one virtually worshiping in the congregation who has had some unlovable moments. times when we heard his voice when we saw the direction and chose to walk outside of what we knew was right but thank God my mother-in-law used to sing it like this he looked beyond my faults and saw my need I'm, all I'm trying to get you to do is to do what John said here behold that is take a look at the kind of love the father has lavished on you look at his love when all you see in the world is hate look at his love when you don't think you can love yourself look at his love when you are feeling unloved underappreciated undervalued when you're feeling alone look at his love when mother and father forsake you when friends turn their backs on you when systems conspire against you when the world is closing in on you when it seems like nobody cares what you're going through when you feel like you have to wear the mask that grins and lies but you feel like you're dying on the inside when you feel like nothing when you feel like nobody when you feel insignificant and useless and small John says behold look at the type of love that the Father has lavished on you that you should be called. Stop right there. That's our second and final resting point today. Not only should we focus on his love, but secondly, John says, focus on his label for you. Label, I'm in the text, that we should be called children of God. Oh, there is so much in that phrase alone that we don't have time to get to. I know I don't have much more than an hour with the e-congregation. I understand that. Consider the fact that God calls us his children. He announces that we are his. He proclaims us as his own. 
He addresses us as his children. I, I kept thinking about when, uh, when, when Nate used to play soccer when he was a real little kid and we'd be out at the Inglewood Y on the field and he'd be playing and when he, all he, when he touched the ball, right, all he had to do was put his toe on the ball and his mom and I and his grandparents, his aunts, his, uh, his aunts, his uncles would be standing out there on the sideline like, that's ours! Right? Whether he hit it in the right direction or the wrong direction. <laughs> but if he did something, we were proud to claim him as our own. But there were a couple of times when he really didn't feel like playing. When he was just out there. And I guarantee you, none of us were on the sideline talking about, that's mine. <laughs> because our claiming him was based on what he did. But I want to tell you today that you have a father who claims you that is not based on what you have done or what you do or what you're doing. It, listen, it really doesn't... All I'm trying to tell you is that he calls you his. He said, that one's mine, but God, they ain't doing right. I, that's mine, but God, they are not doing. They're just standing there looking. It's still mine. He's mine. She's mine. He, he labels us. He's not ashamed to claim us. He's not embarrassed that we belong to him. And he calls us his own children. Now, we as church people don't get that, right? Because we think that he only claims us when we're doing churchy stuff. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I want to help you be free today that God claims you, period. Is there, oh God, I got to get through this. I got to hurry up. But is there anybody in this room right now? Is there anybody watching me on your screen right now who knows that God came to the trap house to claim you? God came to the cat house to claim you. God came to the bar to claim you. He didn't wait till you walked into church. He claimed you right where, that's why you're not still there. Because he came in and said, mine. <laughs> now I know I know that we, we may have had some problems with labels in the past I get it people labeling us is part of the reason why we struggle so hard now When you were little, they separated you into the smart class, the medium class, the slow class. They labeled you. Somebody labeled you dumb. Somebody labeled you ignorant. Somebody labeled you ugly. You look just like your ugly daddy. Somebody labeled you fat. Somebody labeled you too dark. 
I get it. I understand. I understand that we have a checkered history with labeling, especially as black people in this country. They labeled you slave. They labeled you Negro. They labeled you colored. They labeled you boy. But God has a label for you, and it just says, mine. I don't care what people have called you. It doesn't matter how society or even the church has labeled you. I've got good news for you right now. God has labeled you as his child. They called you failure. He calls you favored. They called you victim. He calls you victorious. They called you tr troublemaker. He calls you triumphant. All I've come today to do is to encourage you to walk under your new label. You've been walking long enough under that label they put on you as a child. You can still hear them in your mind saying you're no good, you're just like your mama, you ain't never gonna be nothing, you're just bad, you're just mean and cantankerous, you're always sick, you're slow, you can't do nothing right, the devil is a liar, today we are shedding those labels and we are walking in who we really are, I want you to repeat after me wherever you are, repeat, say it with me, this day I am accepting what God says about me, Come on, say it. This day, I am embracing who he says I am. Say it with me. This day, I confess that God is my father and I am his child. Say it. This day, I'm a king's kid. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I can have. I can do what he says I can do. I'll go where he tells me to go. This day, I agree with God about me. Now clap your hands and tell him thank you. I know, I know we gotta, we wear this false humility. We wear this, this false humility that, that says, that, 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 that we are, we're nothing but low down dirty worms. You be a low down dirty worm if you want. I have been born of the spirit and the Bible says that which is born of the spirit is spirit, not a low down dirty worm. I ain't no dirty worm. Jesus died for me to clean me up and I'm his. I agree with what God says about me. Y'all stop it. I'm just a filthy rag. That's not what the Bible says about you. The Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags before him. In other words, we, it's not our own doing. It's his. I'm not a filthy rag. I'm a child of the king. You walk different. You think different. 
You act different. You talk different when you know that your daddy is the king. Let me go ahead and try to close in these four minutes. John says, behold the kind of love that the Father has bestowed on you. Focus on your Father who loved you so much that he gave his only begotten Son, his unique, one-of-a-kind Son, so he could get you. Who gave his son Jesus so that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. John really sums it up in the first word of verse 2. He says, beloved, I know we read right over it, but that word is there on promise, uh, on purpose rather, and it really means, uh, listen, this is going to blow your mind, it really means esteemed ones, dear ones, favored ones, get this, get this, because this is messing with my theology. It's messing with how I think about God. That word literally means those who are worthy of love. God. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's messing with everything I think about, God. I'm so unworthy. And John calls us beloved, those who are worthy of love. How you know you're worthy? Because he loves me. What makes you worthy? He loves me. <laughs> what do you have to do to get worthy? Nothing. Who did it? He did. worthy of his love not based on my doing but based on the fact that he loves me period that's hard to get isn't it that's... beloved now are we the sons of God now are we the children of God? Did you catch that? Now, at this time, in the present, not when I get it all together, I'm his child now. Listen, I was concerned in reading this. You know how when you're reading something in the Bible, I don't know if you've ever been there, and it challenges your way of thinking. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth with God. God, I don't want this to sound like an excuse to sin. I don't want this to sound like an excuse to live any kind of way. And, I, and it came back to my mind, the words that I use all the time. I don't write this stuff. I really just report it, right? I don't write it. I just report it. And it says, now are we the children of God. Now are we his sons in my present situation while I'm, listen, in my mess, I'm still his child. In my current circumstance, I'm, I'm still his child. I may not look like it. 
I may not feel like it. Sometimes I don't act like it. But I'm still his child. Because you don't jump into and out of relationship. You had to be born into this. I may not look like much now. I may not look like who I am. But the day is coming when I'm going to look a whole lot better. I know you can't get in anybody's face. I know you can't hug anybody. You just have to look across the sanctuary and tell somebody, I may not look like much now, but the day is coming when I'm going to look a whole lot better. The Bible says it does not yet appear what we shall be. It hasn't been revealed what we're going to look like. But one day, God help me, the sky will unfold, preparing his entrance. The stars shall applaud him with thunders of praise. The sweet light in his eyes shall enhance those awaiting and we shall behold him then face to face the angels shall sound the shout of his coming and the sleeping will rise from their slumbering place and those who remain shall be changed in a moment and we shall behold him <laughs> and we'll be just like him because we'll get to see him just as he is. Don't be distracted by everything else you see. Don't be distracted by the voices. Don't be distracted by the people singing off key. Don't, don't be distracted by random people walking back and forth. Don't be, don't be distracted by what you see in the world. Don't be distracted by man's racism and bigotry. Don't be distracted by the, the classism and elitism in our country. Don't be distracted by all the foolishness that you see. Don't be distracted. Keep your eyes on the Father. Don't be thrown off track by all this other stuff going around. Just keep your focus on him. Focus on his love. Focus on the label he put on you, mine. And then you just keep pushing until one day he cracks the sky and all of a sudden you'll look like him because you'll see him as he is. If you're glad to be his child, would you just tell the Lord thank you? Just... <laughs> Listen, I don't know who you are, whether you are joining us virtually or whether you're here in the sanctuary. I've got good news for you. He is, his, his children list is not full. There's still room at his table. 
there's still room for you. And if you've never accepted Jesus, if you have not believed the gospel, the good news, what is the good news? It's real simple. I said it. God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son as Jesus Christ. That whosoever believes in him, that's anybody without exception, should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're here or if you're joining us online, if you would believe that Jesus is Lord, if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you would believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. You can be saved today. If you're joining us virtually, type it in the comments. Send us a, a direct message. Let us know that you want to be saved. Somebody will contact you very shortly and we'll walk you through it. If you're here in the sanctuary and you know you need to be saved, would you come this way? Pardon me. No, we're not doing that, are we? Just raise your hand where you are. And we'll go from there. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, listen, everybody is going to spend eternity somewhere, but you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ. You can be one of his. That's the first call. Second call is this. Maybe you're saved already. You already know where you're going to spend eternity. You know you're going to spend it with him. But you know that the Lord wants you here in this part of his family, in this part of his body, in the Mount Calvary Church family. If that's you, if you're at home, type it in the comments. Uh, send us a message. If you're here in the building, just raise your hand. If you know the Lord wants you to be a part of the Mount Calvary family. Amen. There is room for you. There is room for you. God loves you unconditionally. God helped the church to discover and display that unconditional love. Help us, Lord. Let the church say amen. Good. After I give the benediction, um, Kingdom Force and the ushers will help to get you out of the sanctuary into your cars. Again, if you are one of those essential workers in, uh, in the area of education whose name I called, when you go out, uh, you're just going to come over to the ramp door in the lobby. Lady C and I will be waiting for you there. We do have a special gift for you from the Mount Calvary family just to say how grateful we are. But there was one more thing I was going to mention and as soon as I finished observations, I remembered it, and I was going to mention it, and now I have forgotten it again. Mrs. Winston Sr., do you have, you have baked goods today? She has baked goods today. She is out in the parking lot. Um, all right, out of the trunk of her car. <laughs> Enter at your own risk. I can't. <laughs> All right. If there's nothing further, let's stand. Yes, ma'am. Ronnie Stately, first student bus driver. Thank you, Miss Ronnie. Thank you.
All right, let's stand and receive the benediction. Registration opens at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. You can go online, www.mountcalvarychurch.life or on the Facebook page, there will be a link or you can just call the church office, 937-268-6736 or 37 and, uh, and get registered. Let us know that you're coming to service next week. Listen, I know that we have an expanded um, e-congregation, if you will, many of whom are not part of the Mount Calvary family, we invite you to. If you've never set foot in the Mount Calvary Church, you can come. Come and worship with us. Come see what it's about. Come and experience the love of family. All right? We don't get to hug like we want to uh, or touch like we want to, but we're still family, and you can just come and be a part. You do not have to have the vaccination uh, to, to come inside the building, although we do want everybody who can to be vaccinated. Um, next week, I'm going to show you a little clip. I got to talk with an allergist and um, uh, immunologist here in the city of Dayton, Dr. Terry Moncrief, uh, uh, who represents the Gym City uh, Doctors Association, a group of black doctors here in the Dayton area who is um, encouraging us to, to get vaccinated. I know we've got some questionable history with vaccinations as a people. I understand that. But, um, but, but some of our doctors are telling us that this vaccine is legit. They're not trying to run tests on us. They're not trying to give us some something to see how it works. Um, it's safe. It's effect. It's the most effective tool we have right now. So I really encourage you, if you're on the fence, go get vaccinated. If not for yourself, do it for the rest of us. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. The vaccine at Walmart, at all the Walmarts. Oh, at your Walmart. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's the queen of the Miller Lane Walmart right there. <laughs> and she said they're giving it every day. You gotta you have to call ahead or sign up or something. Gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Miller Lane Walmart. Thank you for that. All right. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me and Lady C. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app. Or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.